You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We're back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. A big day around the NFL. Cut down day. As we mentioned, the roster, it's never really final. A lot of talk about the wide receiver room, the punter room, and the quarterbacks. We'll start with punters right now. I think if you were to ask fans early Tuesday morning, who's going to be the punter for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2022, they would have said Drew Christman. Me personally, I didn't really see a big difference in preseason you could differ from me I think one of the biggest things you look at the punter room Evan McPherson last year Clark Harris just alone when it comes to holding the ball kicking the field goals having Kevin Huber out there yeah his punting wasn't perfect it wasn't the best in the NFL or anything like that but they knew what they were getting in Kevin Huber and I think the biggest thing going into this offseason they had the punter competition And it wasn't a big enough difference from what they felt comfortable with. And I'll I'll give Darren Simmons credit because that guy had me fooled all week when he said, you know, it doesn't matter if someone's been here this long. Obviously, he's been there for a really long time. None of that mattered when it comes to the decision they were making. Around the NFL, there's all kinds of different punter decisions. Some released, some didn't want to take a pay cut. So they're getting released from their teams. Plenty of guys available. Were you surprised with what Cincinnati did? No, not at all. I, I, the entire time I kept saying, um, I don't think they care about the $1 million difference in contract. And I don't think they care about youth versus age because they'll probably be able to get Chrisman again on practice squad. The entire thing is Chrisman has to show he's a better punter than Huber. And he didn't do that. I mean, when you look at my guys, the punalytics, the punt runs on Twitter. That's uh, for they, real. Yeah. They do analytics on punters. It's it's guys from Harvard that just do punter stats. So Huber ended up with a a better punter EPA and he ended up with a better pin deep score, whatever that means. I guess it means that, you know, he got him more inside the 20 versus kicking touchbacks. 
Um, and then uh, Crispin had the better open field. And that's kind of, that sounds right to me where Huber is directionally and hang time. He's doing all that stuff better. All the stuff that's not, holy crap, you see that 60 yard punt. <laughs> and that's what Crispin could do. The open field, just boom this ball as far as you can. And I don't know. I don't think Crispin had the great hang time. I, I think he has a really good leg. But I think a little bit of what we're talking about with Huber gets overstated. Same guys, my punalytics people, they had Huber. Uh, he was around in a league average punter. Um, there's guys who end up with negative punter EPA, and that's like uh, Britton Colquitt, actually Morstead, I guess, in 2020. And then guys who end up with great punter EPAs, like your Jake Bailey's and Michael Dixon's. Huber's in the middle. And he is like every year, uh, at least the past couple of years. Over the past couple of years, he's been in the middle, perfectly average punter. And with that average punter, you get experience holding. You get a guy that Chris that uh, Simmons is comfortable with. I just kept thinking like, Chrisman has to show he's better. Not that he can punt as well as Huber. He has to show he's a better punter. And I don't think he did that. It sounded like you didn't think he showed that he was a definitively better punter either. In fact, I mean, the punalytics people said that uh, Huber was better in the preseason. So I know that doesn't fit the eye test for some fans, a lot of fans based off of Twitter today. But uh, I think they're not counting for all the directional and hang time stuff that Huber can do. And as you mentioned, I feel like Chris Mitt will be on the practice squad. And look, we could be dealing with this again next year. It doesn't look like Kevin Huber wants to retire anytime soon. And he's comfortable with this guy in Evan McPherson. I wonder if he had any say in it. Obviously, it's only Evan McPherson's second year, but he had a career year, rookie year last year. And I think it does mean something to feel comfortable with those guys out there. At the same time, this team isn't punting. They're not punting at all. They're kicking, they're kicking 65 yarders. They're going to let Evan do his work. So, I mean, to get upset about a punter situation, I feel like you're in a really good spot if you're a team coming off a Super Bowl to, to be upset about that. We'll move over to the quarterback room because, again, we're not really seeing Joe Burrow in preseason, and it should always stay that way. That guy should never take a snap in preseason. You look at your backup position. Brandon Allen actually had to step up a lot while Joe Burrow was recovering during training camp. Joe gets, you know, last part of August, he's out there. He's not taking part in preseason. Jake Browning showing what he can do out there. There's a little irritation. Some people using their voice and stating that maybe the Bengals should have changed things up with their backup quarterback. What did you think about that? So in my mind, I put backup quarterbacks into these tiers where you have young guy that's supposed to develop. The Bengals don't really have either one of anything like that. They have old guy that you're not going to play because we have a guy, but they don't trust him. I think of, well, I don't want to make all of Miami mad, but that's kind of like what Teddy Bridgewater is where if, I don't know if we fully trust Tua, so if we need to win some games, we're going to throw Teddy in there. And then you have the guys that are behind the Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrows and all these other elite quarterback types. And those are just like the quarterback's like second, third coach. <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of like his friend, coach, mentor, everything like that. I could think of um, maybe like a, a he's almost like a, a an assistant. I don't know. Uh, basically, they watch film together. He'll cut up stuff for Joe. He'll point stuff out to him. He's he's a smart guy. Joe likes having him around. I mean, Joe just had a great season with Brandon Allen helping him out. If, if either Brandon Allen or Jake Browning got into a game, it probably wouldn't go well. It's not like these guys are 
certified NFL starters. And hey, I always think about that one game Brandon Allen had against Houston, and he was just throwing heat checks. And he ended up with like 140 passer rating, 300 yards, all these awesome stats. And he hasn't done anything like that since then. But I just think of that whenever I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> can he, can, if Brandon Allen has to start a game or two, do you feel comfortable? Not really, but what if he throws another heater? <laughs> I just think of that. But yeah, what I think of is just like, this is just kind of the quarterback's assistant. I mean, it's not like Patrick Mahomes has a great guy behind him if he misses a few games. And we've seen that it's Chad Henney, <laughs> you know, and he, he was able to finish out that one playoff game. But if they were really nervous about things, don't you think they'd be going for the Teddy Bridgewaters and the Mariotas and all these type of backups that are like high paid? Like if you miss a game, this guy could step in there and win it for us. They don't have that. And that also comes down to the, the contracts you're giving out. Those guys cost a lot more money than the other guys. So what I think of, if you're in that bucket of guys that you're basically the starting quarterback's second assistant coach or friend or whatever, then he kind of just gets to pick who his backup's going to be. And he picked Brandon Allen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you look around the league right now, you're in bad shape if Joe Burrow is out. We've watched that in Joe's rookie year. I mean, you can go back to that Steelers Monday night game and they really uh, changed it all around with your backup, backup quarterback out there beating the Steelers on Monday night football, which is still unbelievable to think about. But in that scenario, I mean, any team who's playing their backup, it's not good news unless you're up by 40, which we saw that a couple of times where Joe got to sit a couple out late in the fourth quarter against Baltimore. Pittsburgh, just a few to name, but at the same time, you're not in a good situation if if your backup is out there and a lot of NFL teams could say the same thing unless, as you mentioned, you have a quarterback out there who the backup could probably take the starting quarterback's position, and we'll see that at some point. There's a lot of NFL teams who their backup might be better than their starter. It's not like that in Cincinnati, but I think the biggest thing right now is, you know, that football IQ that Brandon Allen might have on the sideline. What do you, him and Joe Burrow talk about, you know, what Joe learns from him. And I think Joe has a little bit of say too, who his backup quarterback's going to be. And they'll carry three quarterbacks. If it's not Jake Browning on the practice squad, they'll pick up another one. I, I see them still carrying three on this roster. But going forward, I think a lot of people thought they could predict the wide receiver room what that was going to look like when you watch preseason games because they're not playing their starters out there, which I hope Zach Taylor always does that. Most of his starters out there. I don't want Jamar Chase out there. I don't want T Higgins out there. I don't want Tyler Boyd out there. And you see some of the backups who might get signed to the practice squad. Were you surprised with any of the wide receiver moves? And as of now, as we're recording this, they cut Mike Thomas. Yeah. The, the Mike Thomas one, he's supposed to, just like last season, I think their plan is they cut him, move a guy to IR tomorrow morning, tonight. I don't know when that happens, but then they bring him back like within a day or two. So I'm not super worried about that. I mean, I guess if somebody claims him, but nobody did it last season. And I don't know. I don't, I think they claim somebody younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but uh, I wasn't overly surprised. I guess I was surprised they're doing that same exact move again. But then once uh, once I realized what they're doing, I was like, I guess I'm not shocked. <laughs> if if it worked last time, might as well try it again. Um, Prior, I think, was the closest to making the team, but it just they went with Travion, and I assume it's just special team stuff. And really, we don't want to overinflate what a wide receiver five six is going to do on this team. It's like. 40 yards from last season it's not anything crazy so i don't know if he's even i don't think he'd be the top wide receiver if somebody's putting out a claim with tyler johnson and a few other guys that got cut lynn bowden got cut preston williams got cut all these guys who have done some stuff in the nfl not just in preseason games so i think those guys would be the first claims over him and he was an older rookie i believe um just fact checking his age real quick just so i'm not wrong on that but yeah i'd like to bring him back i'm saying all that but i really want to bring him back on the practice squad because he was awesome in the preseason um it's just i'm not sure that i i think everybody kind of has these wide receivers that are a bit you know they're there's just so many good wide receivers now because that's just every level of football is at least three wide receiver, you know, 11 personnel, sometimes even 10 personnel base offenses. So what you get out of that is uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of good wide receivers when they're that body type, it's hard to find, it's harder to find the corners and the other things that use that type of body type than it is a wide receiver because they're just being specialized early on in seven on sevens and all these other things. Um, so there's, there's just such an influx of wide receiver talent. So I think almost every team has a guy like Kendrick Pryor. They're like, Oh shoot, that guy's not going to make it back to us. And he probably will. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing about preseason games alone, even training camp, there's always that one guy that he wins training camp or he wins preseason. And we think he's the best of the best and he ends up getting cut and lands on the practice squad or another team. And we never hear from him again, but we'll stay with weapons right now, because I think when you do look at some of the rooms, the offensive rooms, the tight end room, dealing with a little bit of injuries to be determined drew sample. Obviously he's not a fan favorite at what he can do as a weapon, a tight end. You get Hayden Hurst, who I think is going to be fun, a red zone threat, something they haven't had since Tyler Eifert, Mitch Wilcox dealing with injury. And he's really not going to be your number two tight end out there. I don't think so. Some of the guys who have been cut when you look at depth positions, I know Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com mentioned maybe tight end is a room that they're going to add before they play the Steelers in about a week. Who? What would you do when it comes to tight end? Because this is not a position that Cincinnati has really ever valued too much. Yeah, I don't know if the tight end three is on the roster or was recently cut, um, but I mean – Mitchell Wilcox seems to do a pretty fine job on special teams, but he's also injured quite a bit. Uh, so I think they might be looking for somebody a little bit more durable. I think there's a lot of uh, hype around OJ Howard. And I think we're all thinking of OJ Howard before an Achilles tear, because that saps a lot of athleticism. The bills cut him and took three million million worth of contract to get rid of him. I'm not thinking that guy is the same guy we remember from Tampa and definitely not the same guy that people thought he was going to be coming out of Alabama. I hope he finds a roster spot somewhere. He's supposed to be still a pretty good blocker. So I, I mean, I could see it on a cheap deal, but even if they sign him, it's just lower your expectations. This guy's not probably not some extreme vertical threat anymore. He's probably just going to come in and block and you'll be mad at him. Like you are drew sample because he's not, not doing as much as you want in the passing game. But, uh, 
I, I could see them bringing a guy in. It could be a guy nobody really knows. It could be, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it could be Howard, could be Wilcox. I, I think that is one of the spots when you look at the team, along with um, interior of the offensive line, is a spot that you could see them bringing a guy in. Because when I think of the interior offensive line, like who's the backup guard? Is it Trey Hill, who's also the backup center? Or are they using Hakeem Adeniji as both the swing tackle and the, the interior backup? It's I'm not sure. So it would make sense if they brought a guy in. It's tight end in your third 10 ends, like it's not Thad Moss. Is it Mitchell Wilcox? It feels like they always want to bring a guy in. That's not Mitchell Wilcox and he's injured quite a bit. So I'm not sure if they trust it. Um, so I could see them bringing somebody in. It could even be an OJ Howard who I kind of poo pooed, but I'm more so just saying if they bring in Howard, don't set your expectations for Alabama Howard. I mean, I think there's a reason you look at the bills, they're paying him to go away. And that's huge for a team who is an AFC favorite. Some have the Bills in the Super Bowl this year, and they're showing you right now. I know the Bengals have had interest in him in the past, but he's not the same guy that you once thought about when you think of that tight end position of O.J. Howard. So are you saying right now on this podcast, Gronk isn't going to come out of retirement and play for Cincinnati? I wish. No, I don't see it, but I wish. That would be super cool. I I think Gronk last year was still a very good tight end. But, I mean, I guess if I'm going to say Mitchell Wilcox has injured quite a bit lately, I guess Gronk is too, you know. But Gronk gives you a little more juice than anybody else that they can sign. I'm selfishly wanting the content. He doesn't have to play it down, but just to be on the team with him and Joe Burrow. I mean, all eyes would be on Cincinnati, and that would be really fun to watch. So maybe he'll come back out of retirement midway through the season and say, I want to play with JB. He said it before. We'll see what happens. But plenty to get to. I can't believe we're just about less than two weeks away from week one, the opener, and we'll get to more on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.